Hey Driven Mofos, if you ever wanna have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. If you're not getting what you want out of life, it could be because of this. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to talk about one consistent problem that most people have, which stops them from getting what they really want out of life. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance and Mojo Business Multiplier. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. All right, let's talk about one massive problem that most people face in their own lives if they're not getting the result that they want. So something that I've consistently found when working with other people is that most people don't really know what they want. They're very unclear on their mission, don't really know their life purpose, and are very unclear on their values. Therefore, it's very, very hard to create some form of lifestyle balance. It's hard to make decisions. It's hard to really be clear on your daily actions. And so most people bounce around between these different things and they create these sabotage patterns, they procrastinate, they waste a lot of time, and slowly they just keep ticking off the days within their year. Then the year wraps up and they go, next year will be different, I'm gonna start something different, I'm gonna do something different. And then they do exactly the same thing the following year. And most people live this erratic mess. So if you have a look at it, I'll give you a couple of different examples that I've seen from our events over the years. Now, lucky I'm fortunate enough to be able to help educate and, and train people to think differently but for example, I remember sitting down with someone and, and they were signing up to our Thrive Time event and they said, you know, I want to get ahead financially. And I said, okay, cool. That's fair enough. Like, you know, tell me what you're wanting to achieve and your goals and so on. And they told me they had these big goals. They wanted to grow their business. They wanted to be able to live a, a lifestyle and so on. But when I had a look at their daily actions and their weekly actions, Monday to Friday, they worked reasonably hard, but they would get home from work, spend time with the family, exercise a little bit, and then they would eat shit food. They would do that throughout the week. Then as Friday came along, they would go out Friday after work with friends and work colleagues. Then they would drink themselves stupid. Then Saturday morning, they would wake up to the kids sort of going crazy. So then they would get up and their weekend would start. But with their weekend, they were tired. They were just, you know, running almost on empty because they had to have family time. And then on Saturday night, they're out drinking again or they'd have a barbecue with friends, have people around and they're drinking again. Sunday, same thing would happen. So by the time Sunday night would rock up, they were essentially exhausted. And then Monday comes and off they go again. But also over the weekend, they would spend quite a bit of money. So they're trying to get ahead financially, but they're spending all their money on the weekend having fun. So they're never really getting ahead. They're always just skimming by because they're just not prepared to jump across that line that says I'm 100% committed and dedicated to this for the next 12 to 24 months. Now, if you're someone who wants to get ahead financially, in the next 12 to 24 months, if you 100% commit to that one thing and super focus on it, I guarantee you'll do better than most people. If you want to build the body that you want, if you dedicate the next 12 to 24 months to just that one thing, which is developing good exercise habits, good sleeping routines, or you know, good sleep hygiene, you're looking after your relationships better so that you're not burnt out and tired and eating shit food. If you cut down the amount of alcohol that you consume, the amount of sugar that you consume, not living off caffeine late in the afternoons, 
If you just started implementing some of these habits very slowly over 12 to 24 months, within 24 months, your life would be completely different. Now, if you did that over, let's say a 10 year period, you've got five massive areas that you're working on. So for two years, you might be improving your body and improving your health. That then increases your energy and how you feel about yourself. So your self-worth goes up. Then if you commit the next two years to just working your ass off and getting ahead financially and adding massive amounts of value, either in your business or to the employer who employs you, if you're someone who works somebody else, and you do that for two years, you will probably be in the top three to 4% of income earners in your field if you just dedicate two years of consistent focus and growth to that area, which means it comes at the expense of most other things. Most people just can't do that though. Then if you go, let's say you dedicate another two years to learning how to communicate effectively in your relationship, your intimate relationship, and building your family in a way where you can communicate effectively with everybody, you understand their values, you understand how they think and why they do what they do. Your family relationship dynamics will thrive. And then should you do that, you've got five massive changes that you can make within a 10 year period. And should you keep doing that for the rest of your life, you will be in the top 5% of people who just live full stop, just enjoy life. They're doing stuff, they're progressing and they're moving forward. But most people just can't do it. They want to try to change everything at once. So when Monday comes, you know, I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to change my diet. I've thrown all the shit out of the fridge. You know, I'm going to work hard to get ahead financially. I really want to cut back on some costs. And so people skim like, you know, they cut their coffee or something like that. So they save like 20 bucks a week, but then they start investing and everything's going well for a little bit. Then extra bills come in. So they grab out their savings and they throw that into paying the bills. Now they're fucked. They're back at zero again because they didn't really get ahead. They're just back where they started from. They go to the gym for two to three weeks while it's a good idea. Then something else pops up. They start eating shitty food again. They go, oh, well, I've stuffed it now. I might as well start next week. And then this cycle continues again. So they never really get ahead. It's just this vicious loop of just getting by, just getting by, just getting by. And if you have a look, very few people can continue new habits for longer than maybe a week or two max. You know, if you look at the average cycle of a person who attends the gym at the start of the year or at summertime or, you know, whenever the influx of people come into the gym. Now, I used to see this when I was a personal trainer. You know, you'd get a couple of really nice days in Australia around August. And then all of a sudden there's this big rush, this big influx into the gym of people getting to the gym because they're going to get their body that they want before summertime. Then it sort of dies off a little bit. And then you get the first day of summertime. So, you know, in Australia, it's December the 1st. So December the 1st comes and there's this influx for the next two to three weeks of people coming to the gym. Then Christmas time comes and as the Christmas drinks start happening and people start drinking and partying and all that, you just watch people stop going to the gym. Then over Christmas break, no one's at the gym. It's pretty much dead apart from the gym junkies and the people who really love it. Then all of a sudden, January 1st comes. Not really much happens, but second week of January when people start getting their shit back together and they start recommitting to their goals, bang. Huge influx into the gym, massive amount of membership signups, and off we go again. By mid-February, that's it. The gym's back to normal again. It just cruises along. And so you'll just see that most people can really only stay committed to a goal for three to four weeks max, maximum. And very rarely that's the case. Most people can't even last Monday to Friday. Okay, they'll stuff it up within a week. There's nothing wrong with that. You just have to recommit. I mean, I've spent my whole life trying to change habits. You know, every time we create a new habit, eventually that will become an old habit that we need to change. So the habits that you used to have that worked will stop working at some point and you need to transform them into new habits as you progress and evolve. That's part of everything that we do. That's part of our own evolution. But what I find is even when I try to change habits sometimes, they just take a little bit longer and you'll mess up, you'll fail, but you want to make sure that you're reducing that amount of time that it takes to get back on track. So now if I have you know a meal out or something like that, I'm straight back on track the next morning. Whereas when I was younger, that would take me like a week or two of binge eating, overeating, eating Maccas, 
you know, I would drink and I would drink for like two weeks straight almost. And then I'd go, right, that's it. I'm never drinking again. And I would last like four days. And then I'm back out partying on Friday nights and running amok with my mates. So you want to build these habits over time. But the best way to build really good habits is to ask yourself, why am I doing this in the first place? Whenever you do something and have to change a habit, in most cases, you will have to create that habit or that lifestyle change at the expense of other things. And most people don't want to give something up in order to create something better. You know, I watch people all the time who say, I want to grow my business, but they don't want to spend any money on marketing. They don't want to spend any money on training or sales. And so because of that, their business just stagnates because they don't want to invest the resources in order to grow a certain area. Now, this will happen in an individual's life. They want to have great health, but they still want to go out on the weekend with all their friends and eat shitty food. You can't do that. If you want to drop body weight, you will need to drop calories. And if you need to drop calories, you need to either exercise more, which then puts you at the expense of potentially burnout or you know you may end up burning out or being more tired. So one of the easiest ways is just reduce the amount of food you either eat or clean up your diet a little bit and cut the calories out. And calories can rack up really, really quick, especially when you're eating high fat foods. For every one gram of fat you have, you're essentially getting nine calories. For every one gram of carbohydrate, you're getting four calories. For every one gram of protein, you're getting four calories. For every one gram of alcohol, you're getting seven calories. So if you're going out on a Friday night and eating a pub meal or some sort of a meal, you're racking up the calories pretty quickly and then you slam alcohol on top of that and then bang, you've just blown out your calorie intake. So it might mean that you can't go out for two to three months while you're reducing your calorie intake. Now it's harder to lose weight than it is to maintain weight because on maintenance, you can put back up your calories, but you have to keep them lower than standard in order to lose weight or lower than your maintenance level in order to lose weight. So you have to do that at the expense of other things. And sometimes that expense is going out. Sometimes it's partying. Sometimes you've got to save money and it's at the expense of lifestyle. You can't go out every weekend and and spend money with your friends or buy a brand new car all the time. Like you just can't do that. Driven mofos. I wanted to mention something that means a lot to me. When I was younger, everyone doubted me and their doubts became my doubts. Their fears fested inside my mind and I hated myself as I knew I could do so much more in life. I just didn't know where to start and failure would reinforce what a loser I already believed I was. If it wasn't for listening to audios just like this, which I spent tens of thousands of dollars on, I would have probably ended it all. I know that there are so many people out there who feel this way and are holding themselves back from greatness. So if I could ask just one favor today, it would be that you share this podcast with just one person as it may make all the difference and start them on a new path. I went through this in my 20s and I get a lot of young people who may be listening to this now who are in their 20s. And I just had the philosophy in my 20s. I did party pretty hard up until I was probably about 25. But then I just had this philosophy that, you know, in my 20s, what I want to do is I want to work to learn, not work to earn. When someone's 19 or even like, I get messages from 14 year olds and some of you are probably listening to this from 14 year olds and they're like, how do I get ahead financially? Like I want to get rich and I want to buy a Lamborghini and I want to have a Ferrari and shit. And I'm like, don't even worry about that shit until you're 30. Like, yeah, you've seen that one knobhead on Instagram who's like showing off his Ferrari and all that shit. But the question is, is this going to last a long time? Now I'm probably that knobhead as well who, you know, I show my car and stuff like that. Part of it's for marketing, part of it's for inspiration and so on. But don't worry about that. Like if you're in your teens, your goal should not be to get rich. Your goal should be to learn what you need to learn in order to get rich. So your core focus should be to learn and to grow as much as you can mentally and emotionally. As a teenager, your brain isn't hardwired to think effectively. It's just not. You're going to be very emotionally driven. You're going to be very impulsive. There's going to be a lot of fears and worries and stresses and concerns. The last thing you want to worry about when you're a teenager is the rest of your life. And there are so many young kids who get so much pressure, including myself when I was growing up from my parents, about what I was going to do in life. I didn't fucking know. If I would have known, I wouldn't have gone to spend most of the time at school doing dumb shit classes that I didn't need to do. 
I didn't know. I didn't have any idea really what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be. Now, there were a couple of kids that I went to school with. I remember George, my dentist, he might even be listening to this. But I sat next to George. After I got expelled from one school, I changed schools. Now, when I went to that school, I remember day one of chemistry class in grade 11. I sat next to George and I said to George, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And he said, I just want to be a dentist. Now, George is still my dentist. George is a dentist and he's a great dentist. And even when I have spoken to him before, like I remember years ago, he was at a wedding and I was getting my teeth done. And he said, Michael, I went to this wedding on the weekend and I couldn't believe it. I was with these other dentists. And do you know, most of them didn't enjoy it. They didn't enjoy their job. And he was like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't comprehend it. Now, in his mind, he couldn't comprehend how anyone could work and not enjoy themselves because from such a young age, he just knew what he wanted to do. And so he did that thing. And so I guess that's what makes him a great dentist now. And I've been to a lot of shitty dentists before George, and George is probably one of the best dentists I've ever been to. Not that I've been to a heap, but, you know, he's just very caring, very gentle in the way that he works in your mouth. Like he doesn't, you know, I don't end up with like fucked up jaw and all that shit afterwards or heaps of pain afterwards. He's very nurturing because he cares about the customer and the person he's working with. But he was probably one out of a hundred kids who had any idea of what they wanted to do in life. Most of us had no idea. And so I don't think that it's a smart idea for teenagers to even worry about what their career is going to be. Personally, I think what should happen is that people should finish school at 18 or 19 or whatever. Then from there, they should not be allowed to go to university or they should not be allowed to start a trade for at least two to three years. And they should have to go and work in a different career every three months in order to figure out what they don't want to do, but also to figure out what they do want to do and what they do like. They should also have to do a values test and get really, really clear on what their mission in life is. Because most teenagers have no idea really what they want to do. And then they go and do university or they go and get a trade. And then after that, they're stuck for the rest of their lives. And it's not that they're actually stuck. It's that they're mentally stuck because of the habits and patterns of behavior that they create. So if you go to university and you do a four-year degree, you're going from 18 to, let's say, 22. At 22, you've now finished university and you've got some other friends who have gone out and they've bought their first house. They've had their first child or maybe their second child. They've got married. And now you're looking at them going, shit, I'm behind. So then you go out and you buy your house. Now you're just locked into a 30-year contract. That's it. You're stuck for 30 years paying that fucker off. And all of this has happened at 22. Then you go out, you go get married, have a kid. Now you've also got an, at least an 18-year contract with that child of looking after it while it grows up. And these days, it could be a 30-year contract. You might pay off your house before the fucking kids move out of home. You've essentially pretty much stuck yourself in for life. So my suggestion is that most people should go and have a couple of leap years or gap years and just go and figure out what they don't want to do, figure out what they do want to do, and then from there, figure out whether they want to commit to a four-year degree or whatever it is, a five-year degree or a seven-year degree, depending on what you're studying, or go and get a trade because now you know what you love and what you enjoy. Then from there, you commit to that and you might earn shit for a good five, six, seven years. That's fine. But my recommendation is don't even worry about getting your shit together until you're 30. Under the age of 30, you should be working to learn. You should work wherever you can to figure shit out. That's what you should be doing. Then when 30 hits, then from there you start to figure stuff out because if you look at how the brain works, females tend to, their prefrontal cortex seems to work more effectively or come online more effectively in their early 20s. For males, it's late 20s. So most people can't settle down until their early to late 20s anyway. Now you've got a career, you know what you want to do, and then from there you can start making the big decisions whether you want to commit to something for the next 30 years, or you want to commit to something for the next 18 to 20 years by having kids. What normally happens though is there's all this society pressure put upon them where it's like, fuck, I've got to make it. There's these like five kids on Instagram that I'm following who all have these crazy cars and get to live this crazy lifestyle. They're five fucking people out of 8 billion people on the planet. Five people that you're following that has created all this pressure where you feel like you now need a Ferrari and be able to fly in a private jet by the age of 22 
and now you're stressed because you feel like you're not successful and now you're having mental health issues and you feel like you're behind and you feel like you'll never get anywhere. You're 22, right? I used to feel like this when I was that age. I turned 40 this year and I'm just starting to come online. Like I haven't even started yet. I'm already thinking like, where am I going to be when I'm 80, 85, maybe even 90? Like that's where I'm looking. I'm not looking at the next like one year because in one year, even at the age of 41, most people are still not really doing too much. You know, I'm not really worried about retirement. I don't give a shit. What I care about is like, what can I do in the next 12 months? What can I do in the next 24 months? What can I do in the next 10 years? Like, where are we headed? What am I doing? Can I write books? Can I be overseas traveling? Like, what does this, all this stuff look like? And then from there, let's figure out a bit of a game plan. But coming back to my key point, and that is that if you want to make money and you want to get ahead financially, it has to be at the expense of other things. And those other things may be your social life. And the question is, are you prepared to do that for the next two years to get ahead financially and start creating some wicked habits that will put you in the top five to 10% of money owners in any country in the world? If not, I understand. But if you want to have the weekends partying, you want to have a great body in a six pack, or you want to have an amazing body, you also want to have shitloads of money. You also want to have an amazing relationship. You want to be able to go out and socialize all the time. It's pretty fucking hard to do that. Like it's pretty hard to do that. You might be able to do it if you've been putting runs on the board for a while, but you're not going to be able to do that if you haven't been putting runs on the board and you're just stuck in life and you've been stuck for the last 10 years. And now you're just trying to get one area of your life together. It's going to be very hard. So you need to take that pressure off of yourself and just commit to a two-year goal, right? For the next two years, that's it. Our finances are going to be the number one priority at the expense of everything else. Or my body and my physical health is going to be my priority for the next two years. And I'm going to do whatever I need to do and slowly start creating habits, not put too much pressure on myself and just become overwhelmed where I get so stressed out and have so much pressure that I'm just going to fall to fucking bits because that's what most people do. They can do a 10-week challenge, right? They can go to a gym, sign up for a 10-week challenge, go on some crazy, stupid diet, which is so unrealistic that they're never going to maintain it, and then convince themselves delusionally that, you know, once I get to this perfect ideal weight, then I'll be able to change my habits. It doesn't work like that, okay? Nothing works like that. Getting ahead financially and then creating good financial habits, it doesn't work like that, okay? You can create good financial habits and you get ahead financially. This is why most unintelligent people think if I just win the lotto or just win at the dogs or I just gamble some money or, you know, I inherit some money, then everything will be different. It won't be different because you take those same shitty habits, shitty behaviors, shitty thought processes, destructive thinking, all of that stuff along with you on that ride. And so if you can't save $5 now, this week, you're not going to save $100,000 if you won a million, okay? And unfortunately, that's what happens almost every time someone wins cross lotto. They end up going backwards. They will go out and blow all that cash in a 12 to 24 month period, increase their lifestyle costs, but they don't know how to make money. So then what happens? They've got to pay now more in council rates because they've just bought a more expensive house. They've got to pay more in run costs and insurance and shit like that for their cars because now they've gone out and bought more expensive cars. It's not the buying the thing that costs the most. It's actually the running costs or the living costs over a long period of time, which most people don't account for. And that's why they get wiped out. The same thing happens in business when people get large business growth and they're not used to it. They just go out and spend that money and think that it's going to always be like that. And then when things tighten up, they freak out and they don't know what to do because they're not used to having that financial pressure consistently and figuring shit out on their feet. Or the tax man turns around and goes, well, hang on, you just made a shit ton more money. You've now gone up a tax bracket. You owe us a lot more money in tax. And so most business owners get caught out very, very quickly by the tax man. Okay, so these are the things that we've got to be aware of. Hopefully from this episode, you're already thinking about an area of life that you can commit the next two years to and just slowly start growing that area. But you learn first and then you start to implement and create better habits. It's very hard to create better habits if you don't know what you're doing. So learning always precedes 
the actions that need to be taken. Then from there, the actions precede the results. So your results will come from the actions you take and the actions you take will come from the thought processes that you have, the emotions that you learn how to control, and also the knowledge that you have. Without the knowledge, you will essentially pay for it in fuck-ups and failure and trial and error. Most people don't know this. This is why I keep saying to people, come and do our Thrive Time event or come and do Business Growth Odyssey if you're a business owner because you're essentially living and trying to figure everything out by trial and error, which wastes a lot of time and burns a lot of cash. If you invest a little bit of cash in the right way with the right people, then you can shortcut or fast track the learnings so that then you can start to then change the way you think. And then when you change the way you think, you change the way you behave. When you change the way you behave, now all of a sudden, the results speed up a lot quicker. So anyway, I hope this episode helps and gets you really thinking, Driven Mofos. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And thanks for being part of this awesome community of Driven Mofos. I really do appreciate it. And if you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast yet, please just hit that little star rating on your app or whatever you're listening to this on. And just give us a quick little rating as well. It should only take like two or three seconds, but it helps us to get out there to more people. Anyway, take care, Driven Mofos. Have a great day. And I look forward to you joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.